0: Welcome to Above and Below, a salt life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a salt life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Ryder DeVoe on with us again. What's up, Ryder? How's it going? What's up, Kieran? How are you? Good, dude. What have you been up to? Last time we talked, we were just talking about everything in the water today i want to bring up um choosing the correct spear guns going through spear guns versus pole spears the whole nine yards but um before we get into that what have you been up to
1: right on yeah i've actually been diving a bunch lately Uh, we've had super good conditions and a lot of fish around here locally so been taking advantage of that with a bunch of my buddies so yeah couldn't be happier
0: sick dude and the people that are listening right now Ryder, you are a waterman um, diver, everything that you can do on the ocean you do, but give us a little overview on yourself, where you're from and what you're about.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm from Encinitas, California. Grew up around here. Uh, my whole life spent some time in Oxnard when I was little. Um, I still go up there pretty regularly. Um, grew up surfing with my dad and fishing. And uh, when I was about 11 or 12, my dad and I started spearfishing and then that became a big hobby of mine. And uh, yeah, I've just been... Moving forward from there, love the ocean, um, everything about it.
0: Sick, dude. So you basically like grew up fishing and diving and then really got into spearfishing, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I love the fish. Uh, when I was surfing, I'd want to catch fish. Um I always see them. I'm, just, I'm obsessed with fish, you know, you are too.
0: If somebody wanted to get into spearfishing right now um, and just starting off the basics, where would you start? What would you get? And um, where can we go to get that stuff?
1: yeah okay so for someone who's just starting out in spearfishing and super new to it um one of the best things i would recommend is find a couple guys in your area and start talking to them picking their brain um and they're gonna be a huge uh resource for you and you'll they'll kind of give you an idea of what kind of fish are around and where to find them and then from there you start making decisions on what kind of gear you need um you know they're going to tell you what the water temp is around you what kind of fish what the water visibility is usually in that area so that's kind of a good beginning on where to start so you can start uh, figuring out what kind of gear to start getting together
0: with that being said i mean there's so many different options right with you yeah. can get banded guns you can get hawaiian slings as they call them or pole spears yeah. um obviously wet suits and everything but let's just start with the basics Um, For somebody in, you know, the West Coast, you always want to wear a wetsuit because it's pretty cold all the time. And then um, as far as using a Hawaiian sling versus a uh, gun, what's the biggest difference as well?
1: Well, um, so the difference between like a full spear and a Yeah,
0: I just, I'm just saying for like somebody that's listening in right now, and especially for me, because I'm still new to spearfishing, you help me out a lot with everything, but like somebody that just wants to go shoot a fish on a reef, right? Yeah, what you know, would you recommend a pole spear or would you recommend a, a gun?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would recommend a pole spear, that's what I started off on. That's what a lot of my friends who are amazing divers started off on. Um, it's just with the pole spear, there's a lot less going on, and it really helps in the beginning because you can get used to your surroundings without having a loaded gun. Um, it really was uh, one of the things I see most with. With guys that are with guys and girls who are just getting into diving, is they they they're like, I want to get into this. They buy a gun right away and then they jump in the water and they're like waving loaded guns around. It's like you got to get your, you know, you got to get used to the water and everything, your wetsuit and your mask before like you get a gun. I would say just so you're you your surroundings, so you're not just swinging that gun around. So I would say start off with a pole spear, um, see how it goes. You know, go dive the local reefs. Get used to your wetsuit, your mask, and then just like everything around you. And then once you're ready to, you know, buy a spear gun, go uh, to your local dive shop or whoever you go through and find the gun that's right for you. But definitely, I, I recommend starting with a spear. Gun.
0: It's it's funny, dude, because you were saying like for me to get a five mil wetsuit, yeah. and I was like, dude, I I wear a five mil sometimes in Oregon when it's really cold. Like I wear a four yeah. three usually, but um, you get so cold diving, like freezing cold. Um, so I think that's another thing too, that, I mean, that you probably would recommend too, right. For everybody, especially on the West coast here, um, to wear a five mil wetsuit when diving.
1: Totally. I mean, I would use a five mil year round unless you're going up North and it's really cold, but five mil is definitely my go-to for year round. Even, even in the summer when it gets warmer, I mean, so no, I, I just use a five mil year round.
0: So, what's like the basic setup for somebody to start with? I mean, obviously, we're talking about pole spears and wetsuits, but um, what about like weight weight belts and masks and fins and everything like that? And I'm talking just like basic stuff, not like crazy, crazy good dive gear. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so, I guess we could start from the fins and work up. I've yeah. Got our little diver guy, I'm imagining in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Bins for free dive spearfishing, or yeah, for free dive spearfishing, usually want a little bit of a longer blade just so you have to work less to move through the water. So you can start off with plastic blades. I use plastic blades for longer than I should have. (laughs) You know, start out with plastic blades. Um, You can buy those online, and there's a bunch of companies that make them. And uh, so, yeah. Fins, just make sure you get a, a good, decent pair of blades. And then foot pockets, you want to make sure they fit your foot um, with fin socks. So you don't want to be swimming around with uncomfortable fins because that's just no so fun. So well, I would definitely, if you could, go into a dive tro- uh, dive shop and try the foot pockets on to see which ones fit your foot the best. So that's for fins, right? So blades and foot pockets, just make sure they fit your feet. And the blades, um, you can do plastic, carbon, fiberglass, whatever you want. But a lot of guys start out with plastic, and and they work. They totally work.
0: And then going up, there's gloves. There's oh, let's keep keep going. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So you got your fins at the bottom, and then your fin socks, booties. Um, I wear two millimeters or three point five. I think I have both. If the water's really cold, I'll put on the thicker ones. But you know, that's pretty simple. It's just little booties you put on. Um, it's going to cushion your foot from the foot pocket and keep your feet warm. So, uh, yeah, just get a pair of your size. It's nothing special, just foot socks, or uh, fin socks, and then working up, um, wetsuits in California that we get, um, during the winter, it's a little colder, so you could use a surf suit, but you're going to find that you get cold. Um, especially if you're diving for, white sea bass or whatever it may be where you're not really moving a whole lot and you're going slow just kind of trying to find whatever lurking around the reef and uh, you'll you'll find that you get cold pretty fast with a surf suit so i would go ahead and get yourself a nice open cell wetsuit if possible so find yourself a, a nice wetsuit and then for weight belt i would recommend a rubber weight belt even if you're starting out you can get the the cloth or whatever it is, but I I would just go ahead and get a rubber weight belt from from right off the bat. They're not that they're much, like
0: the same price
1: anyways. Yeah, they're not that much more, and they're just way better. So, rubber weight belt and a good knife. Make sure you have a good knife on you. I like double serrated knives because you can cut through kelp, line, cable. I I would recommend double serrated knives. Rife makes a really good one, and yeah. So, set your weight belt up. I use. One pounders I try to use uh, as many small weights as I can to distribute the weight as evenly as possible and I keep my knife on my weight belt. So weight belt knife. there's a bunch of companies that make them.
0: yeah and then so for masks I mean moving our way up real quick sorry I hate interrupting you but my biggest my biggest thing is like I've noticed how much of a difference it makes to have a mask that
1: is dark totally so like a black mass. yeah yeah not the clear ones with you know yeah um totally black masks just make it so you can see a lot of a lot of boats will have like like in the interior where you're driving they'll, they'll paint everything black so you can see out the window as well kind of is that stuff. just for glare yeah it works for glare and there's a couple other things that my buddy told me that i can't remember right now but it does <laughs> no, make- worries. <laughs> yeah.
0: no worries no worries so that's just, like, the basic setup, right? Just super basic. And then um, let's get into guns now. Cause
1: yeah. uh, oh, I didn't finish. I was only have a weight belt. Sorry. Only...
0: sorry, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you got your weight belt. And then mask. Just find a mask that fits your face. And then from there, you'll decide if you want to get a mask that's more low profile, less air for diving deeper. But, yeah, just really... Go to a shop and find a mask that fits your face and seals because sometimes you'll order one online that looks cool and you get it and it won't seal to your face. So make sure you find a mask that seals and snorkels. um, That's preference. Some guys really like just normal J snorkels. I use a sable snorkel, you know, it's preference and a pair of gloves. Pretty simple. Something that fits your hands and is comfortable.
0: And then real quick, before we do get into guns and stuff, if you're Spearing reefs around here, or like other places, when you get fish, how are you tethering them?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, this is a topic that kind of some people will say one thing and some people will yep. say other things. Um, I'm skeptical. I don't, I would recommend not using a weight belt stringer. I don't like to have fish attached to me. There's other things that I want the fish to, you know, seals, sharks, pelicans. <laughs> Don't, don't have the fish attached to your waist. You can, but, I, you know, it's just safer not to. And um, you could, there's a couple other ways you could do it. You could have a buoy at the end of your float line where you attach your fish to. But also that, a lot of times those will kind of get eaten too. So, around here, honestly, around here, I, I usually spear one fish that I'm looking for and then I go in. So, I kind of just spear it and swim into the beach with it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. you could you can totally drag it behind your float or what some guys do is they have like a little, have you seen those boards? Those like banks boards. No, it's kind of like, a boogie, like board. a boogie board. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a little bag that they'll put stuff inside of it, but
0: okay. So basically for somebody starting off, you could probably just get like a boogie board then and attach something on it. Like yourself makes, make it makeshift in a way.
1: Yeah. Put a flag on there too. It'll yeah, big off. flag.
0: That's a big that's an important one too. Yeah. Um and then getting into now can I get into guns huh I dude, I'm frothing I get so frothed out on this because Ryder literally helped me out so much with this. And I was like, Hey, what do I get? He's like, go to Rife's website and order this, this, and this. And I was I was all psyched. But so that would be more inshore stuff, um, reef diving with a pole spear. Obviously, you can get a gun too with like a single band or whatever and shoot stuff inside, but for somebody that is out in the water on a boat and stuff, shooting mahi mahi or yellowtail tail or um, white sea bass, bigger grade fish, um, where do you start with that?
1: Totally. So, yeah, like like I said earlier, I didn't say this, but you can even ensure it's not, you don't have to use a pole spear. That's just kind yeah. of something that we would, or I recommend, you know, when you're just starting out and if you're not like super used to diving and stuff. But uh, if you're going to go with a gun, great choice. <laughs> Um, so you're saying for people who are kind of getting out to the outer reefs or going offshore on patties and stuff, like what kind of gun, what kind of setup to use? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, some, some of the mistakes I've kind of seen people make, and I made this mistake when I was like, when I just was getting into diving when I was younger is you buy a gun that's too small. And uh, you think like, oh, I don't need a huge gun. I just need a small gun. Like I'm just going for like patty fish, blah blah blah. But really, like size kind of is your friend. You don't have to have a, a a gun with five or six bands on it, but you know, like a like a gun that's at least a 10 centimeter. I would say is like one of the smaller guns that I would use for patties. That um, you just it gives you that extra reach. You got like twelve to fifteen foot range sometimes on some of those guns, and just yeah, just make sure you get a gun that's big enough to where you can target, you know, Yellowtail and Dorado versus, like, because you can, like what we said earlier with the surfboards, it's like, yeah, you don't want to be surfing Jaws on a five-foot board, but, I mean, you could. Yeah. If, you know, but it's just, it could work. It's not going to work well, you know? Yeah.
0: What What's the, like, biggest difference? I mean, obviously, the gun that I just got was the Rife Euro 120, right? Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so that thing is insane. I literally just got done fishing and got max on Mahi Mahi in like an hour, and it was so sick. I was frothing the whole time. It was the easiest gun ever to use. But um, I actually messaged them or I had emailed them, and I was like, Oh, I want to get a slip tip and all this stuff, and we'll get into that stuff. But, um, and they're like, Okay, well, you, there's different shafts, there's different stuff that you can get, but we're going to give you recommendations. So starting with, um, different band guns so you're talking single band guns double band guns triple band guns everything like that what is what does that do obviously more power yeah but more power with with the gun too and the length and everything um when you get into larger guns obviously you want more bands right
1: yeah so there's a couple different styles of guns like our tuna guns like the mid-handle tuna guns they're a lot beefier there's a lot more wood so you're, allowed, you're able to stack like four to five bands on there. Um, it's just going to give you more power, especially when you're trying to take longer shots on tuna that are really dense. So if you're targeting tuna, you want a big tuna gun but with a lot of power. So that's kind of where you would be using a longer gun with multiple bands versus you could have a gun that's the same length, but it's a lot skinnier and lighter, and you're probably going to be running two bands like a Euro-style gun. and you're going to kind of have, you're not going to have as much range, but you know, like you're shooting a smaller shaft, so it's still going to shoot pretty far. And especially with like Dorado, Yellowtail, and Wahoo, they're not super thick. So you're still going to be able to punch through those fish at a distance. But if you're trying to shoot tuna, you're going to have to be closer.
0: And then as far as shafts go, um, the slip tips versus what What do you call it when it's just the little flopper? Yeah. yeah. Just so what's the biggest difference with those and how? what's the biggest difference with those and how does it work differently
1: yeah so if you're targeting bigger pelagic fish i would always recommend a slip tip how it works is it's a detachable tip on the front so when you spear a fish it, it goes through the fish and the tip detaches and there's a cable or a line um, inside so one you're going to less it's going you're going to have a smaller chance of bending your shaft and two the flopper there's no flopper so it can't close and the fish won't slide off if you're not uh, fighting the fish properly. So it gives you a greater chance of landing the fish.
0: So that's for like bigger stuff though, right? Or can you use that for mahi and yellowtail as well?
1: Oh yeah, I use slip tips for yellowtail, mahi, dorado. I mean, I pretty much always shoot slip tips unless I'm diving reef.
0: So I can put that on my gun that I have right now and go shoot
1: anything and it'll be fine. Yeah, that's what I have on my 120 slip tip for sure. Perfect. All right. Yeah, I definitely need to order one of those. Yeah, but like, say you take your one twenty and you're gonna go dive Pargo, you probably want to switch it to a flopper because you're diving in the rocks. Because if you yeah. shoot, you shoot a slip tip into a rock, you're you're probably gonna damage the tip and bend the adapter. So it's more of a blue water setup or just if you know you're not gonna shoot into rocks. Like I use like for white like sea bass, I always use a slip tip, even though I'm sometimes in like eight feet of water. You know. Yeah. But you're not going to shoot a rock.
0: Dude, let's let's dive into bands for a second because there's different lengths and different sizes for bands too, right? Yeah. How does that work?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of preference. Uh, Brandon would be the guy to talk to about this. He's super knowledgeable about it. But so 5.8s is what I shoot on most of my guns. And it's just like thicker than like a nine sixteenth band sometimes like with your with your euro some guys will shoot three 916 bands instead of two five like eights that these. just punches more power or? yeah yeah I, I you know one extra band they're easier to load yeah that's one thing with 916 if you're having trouble if you have a hurt shoulder or something you could always go that route and get 916 bands and usually put one extra like if you're if you have a two-band gun and the muzzle allows you to switch to 916 you can Three in there, and it's going to be a lot easier to load that gun because they're stretchier. So that's an option if you have trouble loading, or if you're new and you haven't really developed the technique to load a gun. Which there is one, you know. Some some people are always like, "Oh man, these guns are so big, I can't load them." And then they look at they're not super strong and they're able to load them no problem because it's just technique, you know. Once you figure it out, it's not a big deal.
0: When it does come to bands and stuff, I mean, so my shaft only has two spots in there for two bands. Can you just double it on one of those?
1: Yeah, as long as you have the big shark fin tabs, you can put two to three bands on one.
0: Okay, sick, dude. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I do that a lot.
0: That's just, it's it's so weird to me, like, how there there is a lot to spear guns. A lot. And, like, I'm just learning that now, but <clears throat> it's super fun to, like, learn about this stuff. Um, what about... What about the different shafts and stuff? Obviously, there's different bands and different sizes of bands. Um, obviously, there's probably different size shafts too, right, for guns?
1: Yeah, totally. Like with a tuna gun, I shoot an eleven thirty second shaft. Some guys shoot a 3.8 shaft. It's just heavier, bigger, and heavier. So it's going to shoot slower, but it's going to hit harder, you know? It just depends on, on what you yeah. want. Probably not going to bend as easy.
0: Have you bent a lot of shafts?
1: Yeah, ton of shafts.
0: Dude, that's so nice. And they're not inexpensive too. That's what's sucks. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. One thing you could do, um, besides trying to stone the fish, which I, doesn't happen to me that often. <laughs> so you can shoot them when they're swimming away. And when that fish comes in and then they start swimming away, you shoot down at an angle and a lot of times they won't bend your spear.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Now for the fun part. Um, let's talk about what you recommend as far as spear guns, the manufacturers and everything like that um let's let's go from inside reefs to blue water stuff all the way to big tuna
1: all right so inside reefs one of my favorite guns like rife i shoot all rife guns they are amazing but you can have the same gun for 20 years you want if you if you want a gun that's gonna work very well and last a long time and you don't want any complications Buy a rife that's that's the way to go and um they make, they make every gun you need for any type of diving. So for the Reef, I'd start, I mean, I use a Euro. I use a Euro 90 or a Euro 100 centimeter for the Reef. Two-band gun. You can use a float line or a reel on there. And uh, just with a flopper, I, I like to use my, my 90. Actually, I use a 75 even, too. Just like small little two-band guns for the Reef with a flopper shaft for halibut, calicos. Um, just all those reef fish you know so on the inside the water can be murkier so you're gonna usually want to stick with a gun that's not super long so if the water gets murky you, you'll be able to maneuver the gun and and uh, hit the fish in short notice if they just come out of the murk you know what i mean um so yeah so inshore reefs especially and i'm talking like like right past the surf i like to use anything from a 75 to 100 centimeter depending on on the clarity Right.
0: Let me let me grab my my two guns because they're such different lengths. Because you're talking like lengths and stuff, and I just want to show people real quick what the what the difference is. I'll put them back here. Here's one. This one's a like a little guy. This this is a gun that I bought in Tahiti, but it's so small and it's so nimble. I don't have any bands on. No bands on there right now, but it's just super small, super nimble. Um, I mark on here the size of everything
1: inches but oh yeah that's like a great halibut gun right
0: yeah so anyway sorry so you're talking reefs small guns right super small uh you could shoot halibut with this you can shoot little fish inside whatever yeah and then moving your way up to the patties and stuff you want to go bigger
1: yeah just a little bit more range for a lot more range and power so you're gonna I, i'd say for patties I, I would stick 110 centimeter and up
0: okay yeah so this this one's the one you recommended is 120. So, yep. and and I had I had no issue at all with this thing, and it was so perfect. And I did put a reel on there, like you said. I haven't clipped it onto my actual um, line yet, just because I didn't have the time. But um, you can get a reel for bigger fish too that are gonna fight. Um, yeah. So.
1: You can use a reel. I mean, you can use a reel for tiny fish, big fish. I mean, once they start once the fish start getting larger float line and a float is a little more recommended, but if you're comfortable, totally use a reel. But the biggest thing, you know, with the reel is you're not going to have that buoy. So it's going to be harder for people to find you. So if you're, if you're even, if you're just like on the fence, I would go with a float line and a, and a float.
0: And then attaching that float line. um, I, I mean, I've watched videos on YouTube of like, where do you attach float line? You can make breakaways and you can do the whole thing, but, Um, The easiest way is literally just attaching the float to your gun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You could do it that way. Um, Totally. It's uh, how that works is your shaft is connected to your mono or your line. And then that's going straight to the uh, line anchor on the front. And then you would connect your float line to the back where the handle is. You can crimp a piece of mono around the back or a loop spectra and you can clip your float line straight to there. Yep. Just like that. Or another way you could do it, if you're concerned about losing your gun, um, which is how I do it normally, is you set it up with a breakaway shaft. And how that works is it's super similar. You have your shaft in the gun, and then once you pull the trigger, it's not connected to your gun. So theoretically, if you didn't have a float, and a float line attached to it, your shaft would shoot and just keep going to the bottom of the ocean because there'd be nothing connected. They're separated.
0: So for this right here, that's connected to my my little uh, tab right here. So when I when I pop this, everything comes un, unconnected, right? So you would create a loop on here, yep. but back here. And it's the same thing for the reel too, right? So I would have this here with my reel connected to here for the reel. And then, if I wanted to make a breakaway, I could just use a rubber band to here.
1: Yeah, you could do that for sure. Um, there's 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 a few different ways of connecting the reel to your line, but that's definitely enough.
0: So that gives me the the advantage then, because I can still do both.
1: Yeah, you you could do both. Um, yeah, a lot of guys will have it so they could switch back and forth from a reel or to a float line.
0: What do you recommend?
1: Um, it, in a perfect world, I would. If I'm running breakaway, I would have no reel on the gun, just so there's less places for lines to get caught up on. Yeah. Um, so, bigger fish, I, I usually run a breakaway setup to a float line and a float. Okay. But I am I do shoot a reel a lot. That's one of my favorite ways. Yeah. With
0: bigger fish, getting into, like, t- tuna grade and everything like that... Um, Talk about guns in that circumstance and breakaways.
1: Yeah, like on tuna guns and stuff. Yeah, so if you have your tuna, or how should I say this? Um, with your tuna gun, I would totally say run breakaway right every time. And uh, like we talked about, it, just, it, it completely detaches from your gun, and you have that loop at the back with a bungee connected to the line release. Make sure you clip your float line to the loop, not the bungee. Because the bungee will break, so make sure it's connected to the loop in the line. Um, definitely double check that, because you don't want to lose your your big tuna or whatever it may be. And yeah, for tuna, you're gonna want to run bungee with a float.
0: Sick. It sounds easy enough. Yeah. There, there's so many videos out there on YouTube and stuff too that like I've been watching. Like Cameron Connell actually made a super good video on like how to make a breakaway setup how to have it like changing between your reel versus the breakaway and everything like that. That's where I actually learned that one about. And I was like, Oh cool. I'm going to do that. Um, But when you do get into that stuff, you have to have the correct tools and the crimping kits and like stuff like that. So um, does Rife have crimping kits and everything like that too?
1: Yeah. You should be able to buy crimpers and crimps off their website. Um, You can, you can do them. As long, I mean, you could go to a tackle shop and get it. It's just you just got to get the the right size crimps for the line. If you're using three hundred to four hundred pound mono, just get sleeves that fit that, and just make sure you crimp them properly, and you're yeah. good to go.
0: And then, as far as floats and everything like that, I mean, you told me to get a three atmosphere float. Um, what's the what does that mean in circumstances of how far that can go down and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, if you if you're getting into diving and you know you're going to want to shoot. Like bigger fish and you're offshore, uh, even though you're just beginning, you're like oh, I don't need such a gnarly float. Like I would, I would pay the extra and get get the the blue water three atmosphere buoy. Just what that means is it's able to go down a certain depth. You know, it, it holds like the other floats that aren't rated like that will just kind of collapse like within a couple feet from the surface. And it uh, you're you're just able to pack a lot more pressure in those bigger floats. So for tuna, you know. Cause you don't want your float to implode five feet out of the surface. Yeah. And, that's and not right. You, and all your gear goes bye-bye. So
0: yeah, exactly. And losing but, that gear is it's expensive.
1: Yeah. Not cheap. And it's always better to be overgunned than undergunned. Right. With Absolutely.
0: Um, and then as far as the buoy goes, you have like a clutch on there and stuff like that too. And ta- real quick, before we get into that, let's talk about float lines. What, what is like an average length of a float line for, Um, bigger fish too
1: yeah so 75 to 100 feet for bungees that's the stretchy one that you want to use for tuna or wahoo or dorado or all that you know in blue water 75 to 100 if you're going to be diving past like 60 70 feet go with the 100 because you know um current when your buoys are gonna get pulled back and you're you're gonna feel like you're bottoming bottoming your seventy five foot line out at like fifty feet sometimes. So if you're worried about not having enough line, get extra. Some people run 150 foot lines. They're really gnarly, you know yeah. just they're deep divers.
0: Oh. Gnarly dude. That sounds yeah. really deep I and mean, I don't like that, but
1: Yeah so yeah fun. that's 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 for bungees for if you're just running a hard float line in the kelp for white sea bass and you're not running a float, you know, go with a hundred to 125 feet of line. Okay.
0: That gives you the ability to just pull it up by yourself too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you're not going to run out because you shoot a fish at 50 feet and it runs. You still want to have at least, you know, some line when you get to the surface.
0: And then what do, uh, what about clutches and stuff like that? I mean, is there different sizes?
1: Like you're like, cl- I mean, know. I just run a tuna clip on my tuna float. clip. Okay. So, like, if you're talking about like, we're fighting a tuna on a bungee.
0: Yeah, and then you can clip it in there, right?
1: Yeah. So I usually just have a fighting float, or you could just run a second clip, and you just clip it straight onto the bungee, and you just grab the bungee and push the clip. You don't have to clip it down because it'll pop off. Just r- grab the bungee and just push the clip down you're just advancing the clip all the way to the other side got it and the tuna will come up
0: right dude yeah that's that's so my my uh new float that i got actually has that on there so i'm excited to try it out and get into that and i feel like my spearfishing capabilities are not up to par yet but i'm still learning a lot so (laughs) that's why that's why i wanted to get you on here and talk to you about this stuff but Um, a couple more questions for you. What, what advice would you have somebody for somebody that's brand new to diving and spearfishing in general?
1: Um, yeah, advice. I would say what worked the best for me, like I said, is finding some people in your area that are super into diving and make sure they're legit. Like not just like, you know, just make sure they're cool and the right kind of person and just pick their brain and, and, uh, you'll start things that they do and you kind of take it and make it your way and in the water just uh, like being very observant knowing where boats are because right now there's a lot more boats on the water and you don't want to get hit by a boat and it's not that hard so you got to be just the biggest thing more than spearing fish is making sure you're not getting ran over by boats and a float does help but some people still some people still won't see your float so if you hear a prop if you hear a boat running always like if, if you're especially if you're coming up from a dive kind of look up make sure there's not one about to run you right over um and i would as i'm coming up to the surface if i don't see the boat from underwater put your gun up in the air and then just so they can see it maybe they're i don't know and divert or uh, just always pop up and see where that boat is and maybe you see it and your buddy doesn't and maybe that could be the difference just you know Just always make sure you know where the boats are and watch your buddy so he doesn't get hit. Safety first, for sure. Yeah, definitely.
0: And then, uh, Ryder, you have Instagram and stuff like that, so shout yourself out on Instagram and social media real quick.
1: Yeah, uh, my Instagram and Facebook is MidHandle, like the MidHandle gun. So, yeah, you can follow me on there.
0: Rad, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about this stuff. I mean, I learn every single time I talk to you and uh, I'm sure people are listening in right now stoked on learning about this stuff, especially the people that are just getting into it. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on here, Kieran. Always a good time.
0: Yeah, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to today's podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below Assault Life Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.